Hello everyone and welcome back to the You Can Pod Squad. My name is Jake Sawyers. I am a vision impaired actor, comedian, filmmaker, whatever pays the bills really. But I also work for You Can. I am a drama workshop facilitator and have been for around five years now, but I actually started my UCAN journey when I was a lot younger. I started participating in the confidence building drama workshops uh, run by Bernie and Alice, and I now run those workshops as well. So it's a real full circle moment for me that I can teach the younger generation um, of visually impaired people as a vision impaired person. So that's one of my favourite lines of work. But we are here today to talk about and celebrate Maggie's Club. Now, what is Maggie's Club, I hear you ask? Maggie's Club is a regular workshop run by UCAN at the School of Optometry and Vision Science in Cardiff, uh, dedicated to the wonderful work of Dr Maggie Woodhouse. So, we all know going to the uh, eye hospital is not always a fun experience, so we thought it would be a fun idea to set up a fun drama-based workshop at the School of Optometry where a lot of Maggie Woodhouse's patients go for their eye appointments to make it a less intimidating place. So every month we meet up in the School of Optometry and Vision Science and we just have a lot of fun. We do a big group workshop, Uh, there are sound workshops, there are circus workshops, tactile art and it's just a really fun way to make the eye hospital a less intimidating place. Now, we have been running Maggie's Club since 2012, which is a really, really long time. I've been involved since the start and I did not realise that it's been going on for this long. And as a workshop leader, to be involved in something that's gone on for so long is just, is so unique. I've got to see the young people uh, grow in confidence. Um, We've got new faces, old faces. So here at the Pod Squad, we wanted to take a look at one of UCAN's longest running workshops. We wanted to celebrate it a bit and find out what makes it so special. We're also going to be talking about how we've managed in the last year with not actually being able to meet up physically. We've been doing it on Zoom, which has been very successful. So Connor and Jordan caught up with some of the people involved with Maggie's Club, including the legend that is Maggie Woodhouse, who was instrumental in setting up the club. Inirith Powell-Davis, EPD for short, who works for UCAN and organises the sessions. And also Sarah Ganderton and her son Will, who regularly attend Maggie's Club. Enjoy. Well, with Maggie's Club now, the difference of it being on Zoom and where, like, obviously, the, it was at the Optron before. How have you found it? We, well, we found it really, really helpful. Um, it's just been, obviously, it, it's not the same as being sort of face-to-face with everybody in the group um, and seeing everybody, and you know, because so many people do attend um, the optometry sessions. Um, but it's meant that we can still, and that William can still see all his friends um, who go to Maggie's Club regularly. And the good thing is with Zoom is that we're doing it weekly as opposed to monthly. So he's able to see his friends on a regular basis. And we still do a lot of stuff that we used to do um, at Maggie's Club at the optometry. Um, we still do sort of our Zoom sort of exercise, warming up exercises. We still have, you know, we're able to make sort of funny noises and record ourselves um, and, you know, and do a little bit of artwork. So it, it, a lot of it is the same, but obviously we're not face to face. Oh, yeah. So they're still doing funky chicken. 
Yeah, we, <laughs> we, I tell you one thing we do miss is we miss doing the Giants house. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet that was a favourite game that was of them all. Yeah, so, it, so it's things like that, that that we do miss. What do you think we'll guess out of attending these obviously Zoom sessions weekly? Because now it's every week, it has become part of Will's weekend. And because obviously with lockdown, you know, he hasn't been able to access a lot of things um, that he normally would. It's about finding things to do that's appropriate with Will that he understands and that he likes. And obviously Maggie's um, Zoom sessions are one of those things that he can participate in. The thing is with Will, it, it depends week on week how much he wants to give to the session. But he told, he understands, you know, when I get the laptop out and I, you know, when we sit down together, he knows. Although he does say, no, Alex, no, Alex. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> but I don't think he means it. <laughs> it's just what he says. And I think that's just his way of knowing what's coming next. Um, and he just loves seeing all his friends on screen. And, and what's lovely is, is and what William really gets out of it is that when we all clap everybody, when somebody shows a piece of art or they do something, um, William claps them and he'll say, well done. Um, and he'll say all their names. So it, it's for him, he's able to participate. And he understands everything that's going on. He may not always um, say you know, say much, but he does and he understands and he looks up at the screen and he sees all his friends. So, you know, he certainly... Um, cheese. You do. You cheese. say cheese, don't you? Cheese sandwiches, do you? Cheese sandwiches, yeah. So William can come out with random things, but it's just nice that he can share that with his friends. It's very um, structured and he doesn't have to move around a lot because William has some mobility issues. So for him, he could sit and he can focus... Um, and he can sort of look up at the screen when he wants to. With the optometry sessions, um, it's nice for him because he can get out in the car and have a, you know, it's a trip for him and it's a couple of hours out. And also he can, he loves to have his pens with him. I don't know whether you can see Connor. He's got his pens and he likes to show everybody his pens. Well, he wouldn't have be able to do that in the optometry because he'd only be able to carry one pen around. It's green. Yes, a green one. And, and another question I want to ask is sometimes he can amaze us with some incredible sounds and roars and um, that he can really sort of surprise us or ambush us with a, an unexpected sound, which, which I personally love. Yeah, he's, that, and that's one of Will's traits, his, his brilliant traits. He'll just come out with noises um, intermittently. And, and I think that's also a way of communication for Will because he has got limited communication and speech. So for him to be able to just make a noise um, and have that reaction from others to his noises and also to hear it repeated. Um, and you probably know, Alex, sometimes he'll just sit there and he'll be shaking his head and that's just him laughing because he's listening back to his sounds, but he's also listening to all the other um, young people's sounds. So he gets a lot from that. A lot of his sessions that we were going to during the week had just all been cancelled. So it really was. I mean, even, even the local park was closed. We couldn't even take him out to our local park in the village. Um, so we were really sort of stuck for something to do with Will. Um, and, it, and also seeing his friends. I mean, he wasn't going to school. He wasn't seeing any of his uh, friends from his, you know, his various sessions. 
So this was a real breakthrough for us in terms of we had something for um, Will to join in with that he enjoyed and still enjoys and also recognises all the um, young people who attend as well. So for us, it was a real lifeline, I think, because we, we didn't have anything else. It's so difficult with with children and young people anyway, but when you've got a, a disability or an additional need, um, to not be able to access anything, it's it's tough. So, you know, this, this was perfect for us. It's just an hour away, just focusing on something, um, you know, that we could do safely. It was brilliant. If sort of a, a parent of a, a mainstream child walked in, they would think, what on earth is going on? But to us, it's just normal. And it's just, you know, and I just think that's lovely that we can just be as silly and as loud and as, you know, without being judged or... What am I doing? Yeah, helicopters. Helicopters soon. So, you know, it is, it's it's one of those, I can't even put it into words. It's, it's just, it's just, like I said, it's a lifeline to us. And and as you know, Alex, Wayne and I get as much enjoyment, I think, out of it yeah. <laughs> as the children, because it means we can be silly and, you know, and have fun. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for, for that and contributing. And thank you for... Um, like well and you say that Maggie um, what is Maggie's Club Maggie's Club is an offshoot of UCAN that was introduced oh years ago uh, I think it was seven or eight years ago uh, for children and young people with sight problems and additional needs the members are recruited from children that attend my special assessment clinic offering eye care to children and adults with all forms of additional needs. Uh, so because the children were recruited through my clinic, um, it was given the name Maggie's Club, uh, which is a real honour for me, um, but I don't organise it and I'm just one of the, the volunteers. So it has the same aims as you can, which is through performance arts uh, to develop skills and confidence among the children. Yeah, you do see a lot of confidence in the young children when, obviously, like you just see a bunch of happy children running around, playing games. <laughs> that makes it sound like chaos, which it often is, oh, I yeah. suppose. But yes, one of the lovely things about being a volunteer with Maggie's Club uh, is that we see the children's confidence develop. So when they arrive in Maggie's Club for the first time, um, some children are very shy, find it very difficult to engage and over time we see those children develop so well um, that, that they become extremely confident and able children. So it has an enormous impact that's lovely to see. Oh yeah. So what do we like what do you do then at Maggie's Club, like all together? 
before COVID, uh, we were meeting face to face once a month in the um, optometry building in Cardiff University. And we would start by welcoming the children on mass. So we'd have a group activity but they may be a song with actions um, and so on that gets the children all warmed up to begin with and all working together and then uh, Maggie's Club offers different activities for the children so there's a, a sound studio with Alex. There's circus skills with Paddy. Um, there's crafts, uh, making things, very important when there's an event like Easter or Halloween and so on. Um, and the children can then go to one of those breakout activities. They can spend some time uh, in each activity and then right at the end, uh, we all get back together for another fun group activity uh, before we finally say goodbye. So the children are learning skills but they're also learning how to interact with each other. They're making friends. They are learning to take turns um, and so on. So each activity has a purpose, but it is enormous fun um, as well. Now, of course, because of COVID, we're not meeting face to face. So we've moved to online. So Alex usually starts by going around the whole group, putting each individual centre stage on the Zoom screen um, and looking at what they have brought to the um, club for that week so the children show the drawings they've made or whatever um, and then uh, Jake usually takes over with a little learning exercise uh, because at the moment we are doing a world tour and our theme is a particular country each week so Jake may tell us about the particular country um, and he usually then has a fun quiz um, and we can all shout out what we think the answers are to Jake's quiz and he gives us a score at the end and then Alex comes in with his sound studio um, and usually plays some sounds for us at the moment it's often animals associated with the country uh, that we are visiting and the children can then record their version of those animal noises or their version of whatever sounds Alex is uh, giving to us um, and then we end up with some music, often music associated with the country, or it may be a request that one of the members has put in. And we can all have a little bit of a jig uh, and a dance around before we all say goodbye. So I know um, the children because they've come to my clinic for eye examinations and I see them regularly in that context. 
But when I'm in the clinic with the children, I'm concentrating on what is wrong with the children's eyes and vision and what I can do to help put that right. So my main focus is on what the children can't do. And the beauty of Maggie's Club is that it works directly opposite to that. Maggie's Club concentrates on what the children can do. So from my point of view, it's just so refreshing to turn my usual practice on its head um, and see the children um, from the other angle every single week. Um, I, I'm just privileged to, to see more and more of what the children are capable of. Although in healthcare, we have to concentrate on what is wrong because it's our job to try and put it right if we can. Um, but at the same time, uh, well, I think healthcare professionals need to recognize what that is doing to the children's self-esteem and confidence. And, and I think if healthcare professionals could see the same children they work with in a, a positive setting like Maggie's Club, um, they, they might just change their approach a little more um, in the, the workplace. And it's not only the children, Connor, because we saw the same thing in you. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time you came when you were very nervous and didn't really know what to do. And now here you are interviewing people about um, Maggie's Club. So it's been good for the volunteers. Okay. Thank you very much, Maggie, for all of that. And um, that was really informative. Oh, hi, Anne. Um, so um, I'm going to interview you today about Maggie's Group. Is that okay? Yeah, great. So I first want to know, how did you get involved in Maggie's Group? For the last 10 years, I've been working on a freelance-based one day a week with Jane and Bernie in UCAN. And I think it's nine years this year, nine years October, we set up Maggie's Club because Jane and I clicked that all these fabulous young people with visual impairments were going into the eye clinic in the School of Optometry where we had um, the office and we were, we were missing a trick really. So we, we spoke to Maggie and we said, what can we do for your lovely young people that come to see you in the eye clinic every day? They've all got visual impairments, um, Down syndrome, Asperger's, all kinds of disabilities. So we came up with Maggie's Club. So with Maggie's permission, we wrote to everybody on her database um, in the area at the time, because we were holding them at the School of Optometry, and we had a fantastic response. And the first one we held, I will never forget it. We had so many children arrive, and it was all so new to them. Some, some didn't like it at first because it was a new experience. Some loved it. They just loved meeting new people. And then that's when we thought we 
with all these young people, we're going to need more hands on board to help, which is where we got involved then again with the university and started recruiting students as volunteers to come along and help us. So we've had hundreds and hundreds of optometry students over the last eight, nine years who give up their Saturday afternoons uh, and come and help us at the School of Optometry. And we're very lucky since we, we've taken our activities online since, you know, it's a year ago now, it's April 2020 with the pandemic, everything went on Zoom. We've still been very lucky to have volunteers join us on Zoom. Obviously not as many, otherwise there wouldn't be enough room on the screen. So, so I've been the organiser of all of Maggie's clubs. So I do a little bit of research every Monday, find out about the country we're visiting. And then I put some info in an email so everybody gets top marks in Jake's quiz. And then I find some links on YouTube of things related to that country that we can draw. And I have to tell you, we do have some amazing artists. So, um, and it gives them something to do as well during the week, because I imagine it can be quite um, boring being at home all day, every day during the pandemic. So we've had young people, um, children as young as six um, join at the beginning, and they're still with us now, where they used to be shy, wouldn't say a word, so they've, they've grown in confidence, they've grown in character, and, and now, you know, almost nine years on, they've also grown in heights as well, because a lot of them have grown up so much. Rory, for example, was so tiny when he first joined, and he's taller than his father now. I'd like to thank you for, like, all the hard work you put in and do for these pe young people. It's really a positively brilliant thing. Oh, thank you, Connor. That means a lot. And, you know, that's half the barrier is, is getting through to the parents because a lot of the parents are very overprotective of their child and they're afraid to bring them the first time because they don't know what to expect. And I think once they've been once, they realise, oh, you know, my child can do this. They can join in. They can take part in these activities they can do the sound workshop, they can sing, they can dance, they can draw, they can create things in tactile arts, you know, and they can make new friends, they can communicate, they can sing, you know, they can do all of that. They just need to be given the chance. And that's, that's what UCAN does. They give them the opportunity to be, to be a part of everything, don't they? And make friends and have fun. You know, but the thing is, when we're doing the events in the School of Optometry, so many people come. We couldn't manage without volunteers like you. You know, there's not enough of us. So, you know, we're grateful for the volunteers, especially, you know, for giving up their Saturday afternoons. I don't know a lot of young people that would do that now, but um, you have, and we're very grateful for that. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Anne. Thank you for joining us. It was very interesting. My pleasure. Amazing. So we are now coming to the end of this episode of The Pod Squad. We hope you have enjoyed hearing about the phenomenon that is Maggie's Club. 
you know, when you start things out like this, you never really know how long they're going to last. But Maggie's Club has really stood the test of time. We've nearly been going for 10 years and, you know, we are a real family, um, especially in the last year when we haven't been able to meet up. If you had told me before the COVID-19 pandemic that, oh, Maggie's Club, we're going we're gonna to have a go at doing it online, I would have called you crazy. I would have said it's not going to work at all because we need that energy in the room. But we've done it every week for the last year and it's been an absolute pleasure. I remember the first Maggie's Club we did online after it, I was nearly in tears. It was in the worst part of this pandemic and having that hour of just seeing people enjoy was just so, so amazing. Um, but obviously we would not be able to do Maggie's Club if it wasn't for our funders, uh, Children in Need, thank you so much. We wouldn't be able to do it without the staff, the parents, the participants, our fantastic volunteers, and we hope there are many, many more Maggie's Clubs to come in the future. Thanks for listening.